All right, friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Guevara, certified functional nutritionist, and I am here to help you unlearn dieting so that you can absolutely thrive with Hashimoto's or PCOS. And today I am sharing another replay from our live training in the Metabolism Mindset and Macros Facebook community. Of course, as always, we would love for you to join us in there. I deliver live trainings every single week. And actually next week on Monday, July, June the 26th, we are starting a seven-day kickstart to reclaiming your health with Hashimoto's or PCOS. You can join us by going to updogwellnessandfitness.com slash kickstart, and I will definitely be dropping the links in the show notes so that you don't have to make any notes if you are driving or out walking. And we're going to be talking about different ways that we can explore tuning into our bodies, exploring joy and pleasure in our nutrition and our fitness, and restoring our energy through things like nutrition, lifestyle, and stress management. I cannot wait to share my knowledge, my wisdom, my experience with everyone within this challenge. It is going to be delivered over seven days via email information. There will be live trainings in the community to support the information that we are learning. And there will be two live coaching sessions via Zoom where you will have the opportunity to come on Zoom with me and we're going to chat and you can receive some coaching. I'm really excited to be able to offer this opportunity and hoping that if the content on this podcast resonates with you, that this is something that you will want to join us in. So without further ado, here is today's podcast episode. This is a replay of a live training that I did on adrenal dysfunction and the connection between your adrenals and Hashimoto's and PCOS. Hope you enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is having a fantastic week. I'm excited to dive into another live training today. Today, we're going to be talking about the connection between our adrenals and Hashimoto's and PCOS. And this actually stemmed from a conversation that we started in my group program that I'm running right now, the Hashimoto's Lifestyle Roadmap, where we talked, we actually were talking about exercise, but a question came up around, is the fatigue that we feel with things like Hashimoto's the same as regular fatigue? And it is, and it isn't. And we're going to dive into a little bit of this, this fatigue connection today, because this is a really common struggle for women who are dealing with Hashimoto's and PCOS. So if you're brand new here, welcome. My name is Natalie. I'm a certified functional nutritionist and I help women just like you reverse their symptoms of Hashimoto's and PCOS without a bunch of diets or expensive extreme supplement protocols. So I first want to start off with just a little work on definitions, right? So there's a lot of information out there around adrenal fatigue not being a real thing. So let's go into what adrenal fatigue is, as well as looking at, of course, Hashimoto's being an autoimmune condition. So Hashimoto's is the autoimmune condition where the immune system mistakenly attacks the thyroid gland, which is the number one cause of hypothyroidism. Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism are not the same thing. They are not the same condition, but typically Hashimoto's is diagnosed in a later stage to the point that we already have hypothyroidism. Over time, this does, of course, the autoimmune condition does lead to hypothyroidism if not treated appropriately. And hypothyroidism is a condition where the thyroid doesn't produce enough hormones to meet our body's needs. 
PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, is a disorder of our reproductive system, our reproductive hormones. Um, it can or cannot come with things like ovarian cysts, but typically it comes along with um, all types of, of fun things, just imbalances in our reproductive hormones, as well as dealing with things like insulin resistant issues are really, really common with PCOS. On the other hand, we're talking about our adrenals today, adrenal dysfunction, adrenal dysfunction and adrenal fatigue are the same thing. And so while it is true that from a medical diagnosis standpoint, you're not going to be medically diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, just like things like um, invisible illnesses, like, you know, Hashimoto's does not mean that your symptoms are not real does not mean that your symptoms are in your head, doesn't mean that your symptoms don't need to be addressed so that you can feel better. So adrenal dysfunction or adrenal fatigue refers to a collection of symptoms like fatigue and body aches. Does that sound familiar? Those of us dealing with Hashimoto's and PCOS, again, if you're new here, I have both. Um, this results from the adrenal glands reduced ability to produce cortisol, which is our body's primary stress hormone. So this goes back into the conversation around um, cortisol being demonized and people say, you know, I don't want to spike cortisol, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And while that's true, we, it's just like everything else, right? We want that, that gray area, that balance, um, cortisol is required for us to maintain a healthy energy level, but this is really, really, really common for women that are dealing with Hashimoto's and PCOS. And a lot of this comes down to the reason that we, we got an autoimmune condition in the first place, right? Nervous system dysregulation, trauma, um, extreme stress. And we're going to go into that today. Interestingly enough, when I was in all the testing that I was doing to be diagnosed with my Hashimoto's, one of the things that we did was a saliva cortisol test. And I got this result back. And of course, um, I was going through another nutritionist, another practitioner that was helping me, but I knew how to read it as well. And I got the results back and I was like, holy cow, this is completely opposite. So ideally we want cortisol to peak in the morning that wakes us up. And then we'll have a, a natural curve through the end of the day where melatonin takes over. And that's when we go into to our, our sleepiness and go to bed and things like that. Uh, I personally worked third shift in the medical field for a number of years. And so it was no surprise that my cortisol was off because I spent a really long time trying to train my body to stay awake overnight and then get sleepy during the day. I never was truly successful with that. Um, but that's something really, really hard to deal with regardless. So let's talk about how these two conditions, adrenal dysfunction and autoimmunity. So looking at Hashimoto's and PCOS are related. Well, they're all a part of the body's intricate endocrine system. So this system is responsible for hormone production. It's responsible for hormone regulation. And when one part of the system is off balance, then naturally it's going to affect the other parts as well. However, there is a more specific connection between Hashimoto's and adrenal dysfunction and PCOS. All three of these are closely linked to stress. Again, as I've already said, um, you know, chronic stress, not acute stress, chronic stress over time, things like trauma, um, sickness, other, other types of sicknesses and things like that will trigger autoimmune responses. And at the same time can also exhaust our adrenal glands. So when our adrenal glands become exhausted, this causes them to underproduce cortisol. And as I've already said, we want to find that balance. We have to have that peak of cortisol. We have to have our adrenals producing cortisol in order to maintain optimal function. So 
when stress is chronic. And so, you know, an example of an acute stress is sometimes things like travel is stressful. Um, working out is stressful. Um, giving birth is, is stressful as a recent one for me, but chronic stress looks at, um, whether we have the inability to cope or, or manage with stress, dealing with different circumstances, um, work can be a, a chronic stressor. Um, family dynamics can be a chronic stressor. All kinds of different variables, just depending on your circumstances, your environment can be chronic stressors. Uh, but most of the time we can kind of pinpoint like, hey, this, is, this definitely is causing me chronic stress. Working third shift was a chronic stressor for me. Um, so when stress is chronic, both the thyroid and the adrenals may end up being affected. And so of course, this is also affecting our, our sex hormones, our reproductive hormones, um, which is feeding into the, the things that we don't like. This can feed into things like PMS symptoms. Um, this can feed into things like menopausal symptoms that we don't like and definitely goes right along with PCOS. So in addition to all of this, there is this fascinating connection between our TSH hormone. So um, in Hashimoto's most commonly, our TSH levels rise because again, our immune system is attacking our thyroid. This is because the pituitary gland is trying to stimulate our thyroid gland to produce more hormones, but high TSH levels, so TSH levels that go untreated or we're not able to manage also is straining our adrenals. And so the more fatigued, the more exhausted our adrenals get, the less capable they are of producing cortisol, which is necessary. So it's a two-way street. When the adrenal glands are overworked and uh, cortisol production declines, this can also impact our thyroid function. So this is why stress is so, so, so important when it comes to managing hypothyroidism, when it comes to uh, managing Hashimoto's. And of course we know because our thyroid gland is the governor of our metabolism and PCOS is a metabolic condition that thyroid health is absolutely critical in managing PCOS as well, whether you're hypothyroid or not. So when the adrenal glands are overworked and cortisol production and declines, this is impacting our thyroid and cortisol is required or needed to convert T4, which is our inactive thyroid hormone, but also necessary to T3, which is our active one. So reduced cortisol levels are making our hypothyroid symptoms worse, which is feeding into Hashimoto's PCOS symptoms and things like that. The also really interesting, confusing, frustrating thing um, is that the symptoms of Hashimoto's, the symptoms of PCOS and adrenal dysfunction also significantly overlap. So this can actually make it really difficult to tease apart what's happening in our body with the fatigue, the weight gain, the feeling cold, uh, mood changes, anxiety, depression, all of these are really common with both. Again, when your adrenals are responsible for producing cortisol, cortisol is going to keep us awake. It keeps our energy. And when we're struggling with that energy balance, this can create, again, these dysregulations in our nervous system and our body that will make us feel anxious, that will make us feel tired, um, that, can, that can feed into things like depression. And all of these things are also a big part of our, our thyroid gland as well as our reproductive hormones. So it can be really, really con confusing. So what, with that being said, what can we do to address these interconnected conditions? The number one is stress management. So there's varying degrees of stress management. There's varying ways to actually address your stress. And this is much like everything else, 
highly individual. I have shared multiple times that what is relaxing for one person can be really unrelaxing to other people. I was chatting with a client yesterday and I was talking about how we have a couple of vacations coming up, but I actually really didn't want to go on vacation this year. I just want to be at home because travel, especially um, we, we have an 11 month old, he'll be 12 months by the time we go on vacation this year. That's actually, you know, an additional stress, making sure we have everything. And, and those with small kids know that, you know, sometimes going on vacation with small kids is just, you know, your regular everyday stressful, exhausting life in, in, in a different environment. And she was sharing, she was like, oh my gosh, traveling, being on a plane, all of these things are just so relaxing to me. Another really interesting thing is, is going to the hair salon and getting, getting your hair done. A lot of folks perceive that as self-care and relaxing. And to me, it's just really, really irritating um, and can, can be stressful. So really exploring and playing with what is relaxing for you, what is going to help manage your stress can be really beneficial. Now, there is a lot of evidence, and this is something that I talked about in my group program on Monday, things like meditation and, and yoga have been proven time and time and time again to help bring us into that rest and digest uh, uh, center of our nervous system and relieve stress. Now this doesn't, there's also a lot of information around, you know, meditation and yoga being a little bit on the woo side. When we're looking at it from an evidence-based approach, this is not, this does not have to be a spiritual or religious practice. This is literally, it can be anything. Yoga by definition means union. So anytime we are combining, um, our breath and our body and really just tapping into our body can just bring us into that rest and digest. The same with meditation. There's a lot of different ways that you can do that and just being present with your body. The society that we live in is constantly bringing us out of touch with our body. We're constantly um, being uh, pulled out of tune with our body so that we lose the ability to trust and listen um, and, and lose our intuition in, in knowing our body. And this, again, is, is stressful when our body is constantly communicating with us and saying, hey, hey, over here. And we're like, oh, but no, we're going over here and things like that. So anything that's just going to bring you back home to your body can help bring you into that rest and digest. Breath work, doing things like box breathing, belly breathing um, can be really impactful, but just taking some me time just taking some me time, which can be really challenging. If you have um, a job, you have a family, you're a mom, but really understanding that if you want to show up in your very best ability in your job, um, as a partner, as a mom, whatever it looks like for yourself, that taking me time and reducing your stress is a non-negotiable understanding this connection between stress, your adrenals and your condition, I hope that this is, is, is opening eyes and pulling back the curtain to, we have to show up for ourselves. It is not a luxury. It is a requirement in order for us to, to heal our conditions. So figuring out what that looks like for you. And this doesn't have to be anything huge. This doesn't have to be something that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I'm already so stressed out. And I have to carve out an entire hour to do a yoga practice or to do this, that, or the other, whatever that looks like. Taking small chunks throughout the day can actually be more impactful than carving out additional time and stressing your out, yourself out over finding your stress reducing activity time um, throughout the day. So this is going to benefit your thyroid health, your reproductive hormones, your adrenal health, your mental health, your emotional health, and all of the things. So I really want to challenge you to, to look at what that, that could be for you. I have one client 
who is an air traffic control person. And she has, and so it's a really high stress job, really high paced. And she has made it a non-negotiable when she, anytime that she gets a break where most people are going to the break room and they're just like vegging out, she goes outside and she walks every single break that she gets. She's even gotten to the point where she'll take an umbrella. And if it's raining, she will do that. And it has done incredible things. Um, we're not going to talk about it HRV today, but heart rate variability, we actually track hers with an aura ring, which is something that I wear as well. And it has shown so much improvement in her, her heart rate variability, which is actually showing improvement in her nervous system and her ability to, um, become resilient to these high stress situations. Um, so the second thing that is going to help reduce stress and help improve these, these conditions is, is balanced nutrition. So avoiding extreme diets, avoiding skipping food groups, avoiding skipping meals, um, avoiding underfeeding yourself, avoiding extremely processed foods. Now that doesn't mean cutting them out, but including more nutrient dense foods in your diet, like fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, and whole grains. Um, Certain nutrients like selenium can support your, your thyroid health. So making sure that we're getting that vitamin D, vitamin C can aid in adrenal uh, function. Vitamin D is a huge thing. So getting outside, getting outside. I'm a huge, 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 advocate of getting outside first thing in the morning, letting the sunlight hit you in the face, um, can be huge to actually help reduce stress and help support our adrenals as well as our thyroid. And the third thing that I cannot conclude this training without mentioning is sleep. Quality sleep is restorative for all of our body systems, all of our body systems, our brain, um, our hormones, including the endocrine system. So establishing a consistent sleep routine can create a really, really powerful shift in your overall health and well-being. I can't say this enough. And I say this as someone who has over the past 11 months not had, well, okay, let's be honest, third trimester on has not had a cons- um, consistent sleep schedule. But the things that I try to do and the things that I try to manage are making sure I go to bed consistently at the same time as much as possible every single night, making sure that my routine is as consistent as possible. And this is not a 30 minute sleep routine, guys. My my sleep routine consists of making sure that I wash my face. I put on pajamas because of my early postpartum days, I literally would just flop over in whatever I was, I was wearing. I brushed my teeth and that is a signal to my brain. It's time to calm down. It's time to go to bed. Getting up at the same time every single day as much as possible is also really beneficial to supporting your circadian rhythm, to supporting quality sleep, and supporting your hormone health, your adrenal health, and your thyroid health. So it's not as much about the quantity as it is the quality, unless you have the privilege to adjust the quantity as well. If we can get quality and quantity, then you're actually absolutely going to crush this. But I also acknowledge that privilege and that it's not available to every single person, but really doing the best that you can to prioritize sleep and rest. I have a client who was sharing with me how previously when she had family members visit that she would stay up all night and play games and watch movies and she's actually just made it um, her priority to that even when she has visitors, she does have that FOMO. She doesn't want to miss out on things, but she still makes sure that her sleep stays consistent. She still goes to bed at the same time. She still wakes up at the same time. And it's made a huge, huge, huge difference in how she feels overall. As always, I hope that this was incredibly helpful. Um, I hope that you gained some, some new perspectives and some things that you can start doing to support your adrenal health, your thyroid health, and your hormone health today. Um, let me know if you're watching this. Comment hashtag replay so I know who's seeing this, what questions are coming up, what's resonating for you. And I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you guys again soon. 
Thank you so much for listening. As always, if this was helpful, I would be honored if you would share. You can share on Instagram and tag me, Natalie Brooke. Brooke is with an E Guevara. Let me know if this was helpful. Send me a message on Instagram. Send me an email, hello at updogwellnessandfitness.com. You can learn more about me, my coaching opportunities at updogwellnessandfitness.com. And of course, if you could take a few moments and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast, that would mean the world to me. This helps the podcast reach more folks. And um, that's one of the goals of creating this content, both in the free Facebook community as well as on this show. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you again next week.